It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. This is one of the worst game plans I've ever seen. They look like St. Ignatius playing Miami Dolphins. This is this is Olin Tangy down in Columbus. This is trash, bro. I'm asking people out there all, all around the all around the world. If you like Joe Woods, just say you like him. <clears throat> maybe, maybe you think you might get to go to the cookout. Maybe you might see it's a lot of cats out here, McNuggets. Maybe they think they might get invited one day. The Browns gonna bring them on as a consultant. I'm from the hood. I ain't never trying to go be no consultant. I'm gonna wear my barbershop hats. I'm gonna put this little camera on and I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. The Browns are terrible. They are no better than they were X amount of years ago. You tell me what you see about the Cleveland Browns that's different from any regime. It isn't, but it's the same. It's just different people. I, I do hate when the Browns lose, but the I found a silver lining in a Browns loss. Or his rants. My man goes <laughs> off. It is worth watching. His rants. I'll be hurt. G. Bush takes this shit. He takes it as hard as I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll, you'll, you'll get over it, bro. When you get, bro someday you'll be all scar tissue, and the stuff will just bounce off yeah. you. And Sunday at 4.05, you're like, okay, what's next? What's for dinner? What's for dinner? I got to do two different rants. It's so bad now. It's so bad that I got to do two rants. I finished that one. Yeah, now you and, got two more hours and of it. And then go right back into another live on my own live stream. Oh, man. Just to get it all out. And then I go right to sleep. I just, and then you get, wake up and you come right in here for two hours. And then hours. I wake up in here and come in here and talk about it. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, also known as the funeral of the 2022 Cleveland Browns. Ooh. It's over. It is over. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to defy <laughs> anybody to prove me wrong today. At three and six, it is over. And we're going to talk about the Browns' disappointing loss. The one silver lining in this season had been four of those losses were by three points or less. Yeah. They were very close. But you had the Patriots. You had the Dolphins, and the defense can't stop anything. And we've got two hours to break it all down. Adam the Bull joining us from home. Uh, Bull, am I wrong at three and six that this is the funeral for the Browns? Tell me I'm wrong. No, I can't tell you wrong. I wish I could. And it, it's not even the record to me, Jay. It's just that, you know, you there's no way to believe that this team could play any kind of consistent football you know it's like it's not impossible to go seven and one or or maybe six and two but it's it is impossible for this team because they've shown no ability to be consistent and and yesterday was the all-time low oh well not the all-time but it was the season low the season low. because coming off a bye oh. to have that bad a performance everybody's on the chopping block potentially this week. Bull, not only coming off a bye, but guys, coming off the most impressive performance of the season. Yeah. I, I, I looked this up because I, I can't understand 
I, I talked about on Friday the difference between this team's ceiling and floor. And Bull's point was, that's everybody in the NFL. The Browns lead the league in the gap between ceiling and floor, and they proved it again yesterday. I, just, just for fun, I, I wanted to look this up. The Browns now, in their last 22 games under Kevin Stefanski, are 8-14. and 8-14. and 14. Yeah. Mm. When you take the Bengals out of that equation, they become four and fourteen. They're four, five four, four, and fourteen. Four. So anybody not and I don't know why I don't know why they get up for Cincinnati. I don't know how they game plan oh, so well for Cincinnati, but whatever the deal is, they do. And there's it? no denying that. And that's what's so frustrating. You can beat the team that's gone to the AFC Championship last season. You're three and zero against them in their last three games. And when all the starters played. You kicked their ass both times. Well, Yet against the rest of the NFL, they're five and fourteen. When you go outside of the division, Kevin Stefanski is three and ten in his last thirteen games. Mm. Guys, mm. I, I think today is is mostly about we can hash over what the hell we just saw. But at this point, I think it's more macro to me. What is the biggest issue? Because there are issues everywhere you look. One bright spot yesterday I thought was special teams. I thought Ford looked great kicking on the, on the kickoff returns. You know, uh, we made our kicks. We looked okay in that area. But other than that, I don't even know, guys. I don't know where we begin today because this, this is the funeral. Mathematically, they have a less than 5% chance of making the playoffs. You guys want to see a stat real quick? And this show is us a what, tough show stat us to – uh, Digest it comes from Jake Trotter of ESPN, but according to ESPN's FPI, we take tag word full. The Browns now have a four and a half percent chance to make the playoffs right. and a fourteen percent chance to have a top five draft pick, which then goes to the Houston. Which they Texans. won't have, which they won't have. The silver lining in sucking in the NFL is that you at least get to refurbish. Yeah. You get to pick at the top of the yeah. draft. Those days are gone. Yeah. Those days are gone. So you have no draft capital. <laughs> you, your entire franchise strategy is on a guy who hasn't played in two years and we don't know what the hell he's going to look like. And by the way, I know he won't play defense. So let me, let me, let me jump in here because I'm not, you know, I'm not here for the rants. I'm, I like G's rants, right? But I'm not, I love I'm, G's I, rants. I, I'm looking for something different. Now. Concrete. Right. Here. In sports is pretty basic, right? I look at a team that just came off a bye week. There's no excuse that you, you, there's no excuse why you're not ready to play. And when you're not ready to play, let me tell you who that falls squarely on. The person running the show. The head coach. He don't have you ready to go, right? Now, inside of that, because he got to make sure that people are held accountable, right? We don't hold nobody accountable here, right? We got holes on this team that we elect not to fill, right? Mm. For whatever reason, we don't know why we don't fill them, right? This you're team, talking about the defensive front here, middle. Here. Mm -hmm. This team has talent. I see it. Delpit shows up. I mean, I see pieces and parts at times, right? The problem is the person leading the charge is not equipped to lead the charge. And I'm not one to just say change guys out, right? I've been around the business long enough. Either you have it to stick or you don't. And he might be the nicest. He don't have it. Got Stop it. playing with me, right? He, he doesn't have it. I don't yeah, and all y'all might like him. He just don't this ain't about who I like. It's about can you do the job? Jason, right? let's let's pivot to you because you and I both and I think 
a lot of folks have been of the mindset you can't make any hasty decisions on Kevin Stefanski until we see what he can do with number four. Right. We know what he can do without number four. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield's not here to blame anymore. Nope. We said, and you really put him on blast when the season started. You said Kevin Stefanski is on the clock. He's on the clock, bro. Because all the problem. Odell's gone. Baker's gone. And this is emotional talk. We're all, you know, that's what Clevelanders do. Fire the GM. Fire the coach. If you looked on Twitter yesterday, Stefanski and Barry were, tra- were, were trending in Ohio from 4 o'clock until right now. They're still <laughs> trending, 1 and 2. Everybody wants to fire the coach and the general manager. And maybe it's warranted. I don't know. After he get done, but come back talk, to me. Come you're the voice me. of reason here. Always have been. <laughs> you're not going to bring emotion to this conversation like the three of us and even Bull to some extent. <laughs> Are we wrong? What do we do? The numbers that you just are indefensible. Three and ten. Indefensible. (laughs) But here's what I'll say. You thought you were a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. That's why you made the move that you made. You thought you needed a quarterback, and that was it. That's why you went all in to get Deshaun. Now, obviously, defensively, you probably got a lot more problems than you thought you did. And I agree with defensive tackles are a disaster. It's not that they haven't addressed it. It's that they have they can't find the guys. They've tried to address it, and they keep missing. Is it a personnel? Is it a coaching thing? I don't know. Is it an inability to evaluate the position? But that's, that's the micro. I'm, be- I'm beginning to seriously question up the food chain, and not just Andrew Barry, mm-hmm. the Podesta too. I'm beginning to seriously question because really – the, the restaurant tour, the owner of the restaurant, and the, and the real hierarchy is yeah. Haslam and Barry and De Podesta. Whatever mm-hmm. the roles are, who the hell knows? They're not transparent enough, so we got to guess. The head chef is Kevin Stefanski. Mm-hmm. And you know how this works. Stefanski's going to try to put together the best meal he can. But is he, if he's given crap ingredients, he's only going to be able no, to do so much with that. No. Now, wait, now, wait. Now, I'm not... I'm not defending Kevin Stefanski. Nah. However, Mm-mm. I'm just going to tell you that the Bulls don't win all those championships without those filet without mignon Michael ingredients. And so you need those pieces. Yeah. Now, I look at what Dayball. I, I look at and Brad. <laughs> I look at what Brian Dayball's doing in New York with a quarterback who was mm. about a retread. Let's face it, he was where Baker Mayfield is right now. He's got that club in position to make the playoffs, and despite the fact that the Eagles are are you know, undefeated. My, my question to you is, are the ingredients proper? But Dayball is doing exactly what Kevin did in 2020. So. He is. It's exactly. the same thing. Yeah. So he it's, it's one <clears throat> year. So, so, so let's come back in your two right. and your three. Here's the thing. Here's the point. I'm, the big point I would make about Kevin. Okay. You went all in on a quarterback. Yeah. You thought you were quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. You've yet to see what that looks like. And not only did you go all in on this quarterback, the biggest part of your pitch to the quarterback to convince him to come here, aside from the $230 million, the biggest part of your pitch was Kevin. Kevin sitting down with Deshaun and chopping up film for an hour. Just the two of them going over. This is how you did it in Houston. This is how I want to use you here. This is how it'll look. This is how we can do it. You have to give it the chance to see how that looks. And I don't just mean these six games. This whole season has been a disaster. This whole season, I hate the word distraction. I think it's overused in the media. But it fits in this. From the day that trade was made through the entire Mm-mm. training camp, this thing hung over the guys. This hung over every single day. No, yes, yes, yes. You have to see. 
You have to see what this looks nope, like nope, with a full not, training. Nope, I, all right, well, then you know what? Fire everybody, <laughs> so, bring on your so you and start all over again because that's worked so well for 20 I, years. I, I didn't t- listen, I knew I said it. This is what I said. I, I mean, you can rewind the tape. I said, y'all going to come in here and you think you got time. I told you, you can't punt on no season. And that's exactly what they, they did. They punted on the season oh, yeah, the day did. it went to 11 games. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen. And they did. You, As a defensive coordinator, you don't get an opportunity to talk about Deshaun Watson. He has nothing to do with your job. No, I'm, I, don't, I don't think Joe Woods is back next year. <laughs> he should have oh. been gone weeks ago. Yeah, I don't think. This is my point. <laughs> is he back Sunday? Weeks ago. No. He probably would have been fired already if he's getting what? fired now. G- but G- I, G- I was on this in but, 2019. But listen, you can't make change just to make change. No, because that's not, how you wind on. up in this position. Jason, it's not about making change to make change. Let me just tell you something. That's what they're, we do in Cleveland. No, we fire everybody no, every year no, or two. No, yes, they, no, listen, I have 20 do. years of proof. That's listen, what they do. Listen to me. I'm we just, thought I, we had it right I'm not this here. time. I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about winning organizations, yeah. right? Winning, there's certain factors that go on winning organizations. I don't care where you go. One, they hold people accountable. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Two, True. if you ain't got no fire at the helm, you ain't no good. And he don't give you no heat, no fire, no nothing, right? right. He might be great as the offensive coordinator because he don't have to have no heat. You know what? Did you see the special yesterday <laughs> before the game on Tom Landry? Yes. Start back talking about him. Yeah, he had some heat. Um, um, I'm Kept heat on him, right? So well, if you don't, guys, let me jump in here. Let, hold on, ahead, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So if you don't have that accountability at the top of the ticket, now yeah, you need talent. I think the Browns have some talent. The problem is you will emulate the top of the ticket. The ticket is dead on arrival. It's dead on arrival. Your numbers just bared it out, right? I said, so stop telling me, right? And you'll talk about, well, how can you beat the Bengals? Because in all sports, some teams have the number on other teams, right? Ohio State number is held by Wisconsin. Wisconsin coming here and crack Ohio State for decades, right? Decades. So the Browns have the Bengals number. And they play them twice a year. And I said, the thing I will, just, I, I will tell you this, I tell you this. <clears throat> If you think you're going somewhere with Kevin Stefanski, you are sadly mistaken. It's only going to get worse. Guys, let me read you. Let me read you this tweet from our, our Jay, your colleague at WKYC, Ben Axelrod, because Ben's, I think he Ben's sums up. Uh, Ben's smart guy, and I've never actually met Ben in person. Be Ben's better. a wonderful guy. But he, Very smart. He had this tweet today, and I and, and Jason and I have been the defenders of Kevin Stefanski, and so has Ben. And but Ben made a great great tweet. Let me read this to you. He says. I still believe in Kevin Stefanski, and I'm definitely not writing him off until he has a starting caliber quarterback. That being said, this is the first week this season I don't have the energy to defend him. That being the performance coming off a bye is a tough look. And I agree with that. I have defended Kevin Stefanski. I totally agree, too. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, you and I have defended Kevin Stefanski. I can't defend him this week. Like, I personally wouldn't fire him. I understand what Brad's saying. I understand what G's saying. I think there is an argument that could be made that you could fire him. There's the tweet. 
I think, and with Jimmy Haslam, you never know. We don't know. Jimmy Haslam could fire Kevin Stefanski any day. I have no energy to defend him. I think down deep, he, he can be the right coach. And maybe part of that is, think about this. <clears throat> if, if, if they're wrong, if Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry are the wrong guys, which they may be, then that means for a decade, Jimmy Haslam has gotten zero hirings right. Not one, not two, but zero. If Stefanski and Berry are the wrong guys, so, and, and that's not a reason not to fire somebody, but the reality is if they're the wrong guys, then I have no reason to believe that Jimmy Haslam will get it right with whoever they hire this offseason. And that's the Because key. he's gotten every hire wrong. Yeah. And, he is ultimately the biggest problem. And bold. There's so you can do about that. that is the key. And that's why this morning, as I'm deciding which way I want to go on this, mm-hmm. I'm so torn. Because there is one part of me that just based on the product that I'm looking at, right. I, there's no fire. We've talked about that None. from week one. None. There None. is no None. pulse to this team. I, and by the way, please, for the love of God, stop carrying Kevin Stefanski's news conferences. <laughs> I'm going to jump off a building if I have to hear him one more time say the same thing and say nothing at all. Number one. So I, I made this point earlier in the year, and, and I'm judging Stefanski in a bubble outside of the mess that he decided to come, on, come into. Okay. You, you remember the analogy that I used early this year, I, and I still believe it. I believe Kevin Stefanski is a good seed in toxic soil. I 100% agree. And so... Here's the proof to that. If, if you look at an organization, the soil is the foundation, the ownership and the front office. The seeds are the people you hire to do the football. Coaches, players. A tree grows. What fruit comes out of that? If you're the Patriots, you're getting beautiful fruit of all varieties, dropping nonstop all year round. Yeah. If you're the Browns, you're dropping buckeyes. You're dropping poisonous nuts. <laughs> and that's I'll it. Say that about you may buckeyes. take Kevin Stop Stefanski <laughs> out of this toxic soil and put him into another organization where there's fertile soil to grow. And he may blossom into a beautiful fruit tree that, that can be productive. But when the soil has people in the organization that would never be hired by any of the other 31 teams. You know who I'm talking about. Someone who's related to the owner, Mm -hmm. who is a powerful person in this organization, who would not have this job if not for his marital connection, would not have any job in the NFL. Yet, he's the constant. He can't get fired. He stays on. And that's the most dangerous part. That's the most terrifying part. Because they're the ultimately are. pulling the strings as to which seeds you put in the soil. And you can't fire them. So, so well, Jay, Jay, can't, I'll, fire I'll, the owner, say, I, can't fire the owner. Can't fire the owner. We can try to run them out of town, which we may start here soon. Listen, we're five years too late on that notion. We should have done that when they were 0-16. When you talk about toxic soil, right? So let me be clear to everybody here. It's not the first organization that's had toxic soil. Of course not. So if you if you go back to Bulls, they just did a five part series on the Bulls. If you went to Chicago, they had to say the whole thing was toxic. They got but, Michael Jordan, but they had the guy at the helm that navigated the toxicity. He did. Phil well, did. Phil yeah, did. Now, now, now watch. Phil did. Now watch. Until they got Phil, what were they? No, hold on. Phil was, was with us as assistant coach. 
I know, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is. So be clear how I started. So Doug Collins started to turn it around. Did Reinsdorf, though, just stumble into that? Because the Michael Jordan thing, he stumbled into. He stumbled into the Jordan until they brought in Krause that found all the other pieces. Right. That's how they got Can better. we debunk right. something? Can we debunk something? I've been waiting patiently. I just want to debunk something. Holla. You know, there's a talking point about how we fire people too closely. I've been giving this out to a lot of people, and I, 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 I offer an answer in the chat or anybody on the panel. Can you tell me one person the Cleveland Browns fired that went on to be some sort of genius Hall of Fame coach? Give me one. Uh, Belichick. That you got one. Bill no, that doesn't. What the Before Browns didn't fire him years. technically. <laughs> yeah. technically the Browns didn't even fire him. And, the Ravens so, fired. And I know you're so talking I'm about asking. since since the rebirth. So I'm asking. Like, well, so who what I would we say to your too quick. G to your point, I I agree. I actually don't think they fired anybody in the past too quick. I think Kevin Stefanski, who's done a bad job this year, and we could argue did a bad job last year, still show for me. And I could be wrong. I'll admit I could be wrong. For me, he showed enough year one, and his offense again this year, outside of yesterday, has overachieved. No, you disagree yes, that they've you not can't overachieved. Shake your head. No, yes, L- it is. Well, the Patriots too, not not just outside yesterday. Here's what I here's what I what I, what I want to say. In your year yeah. one, he showed the same signs that he's been showing in this third year. He had a lot of leads. He let him slip. He wasn't giving people the ball. He couldn't get Odell Beckham Jr. the ball. They shipped him somewhere else. Another coach made him look good. They got Nick Chubb. He won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. You got Nick Chubb. You don't give him the ball. You got Kareem Hunt. You wanted to trade him. Right. Why? You oh, got wait, Amari Cooper. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Amari Cooper. Okay, Amari Cooper. Why do we keep Kareem Hunt, by the way? Why do we keep? Look, my point is he's showing all this promise. All this promise yeah. with great playmakers, uh, and guess what? He ain't did nothing with none of them. Well, and now well, you want, I would say, and now you want to tell G, me he's going to be yeah. great with Deshaun Watson? I I didn't say that. I didn't say he's going to be great. That, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm saying I'm optimistic that he. But I will say that the Browns have been a top ten offense this year with a quarterback who's been a career backup. Full uh, The fact saying saying they don't get the ball to Nick Chubb is unfair. That's just, what, what that's do you mean it's unfair? How many carries? <laughs> it's, it's I'm so tired. How many have eleven? Did he get, he's like third. He's like third in the league in carries. So he, he doesn't keep, get the ball. How many carries did he have yesterday when you got blown out? That's why they can't give him the ball. They got blown out. They, they, they scored at the end points. of the first half. They scored the way, at the start of the second, third quarter. When they had receivers, they couldn't get them the ball. Can we keep going? You they, know, maybe guys, maybe Kevin Stefanski's just an offensive coordinator. That's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe and that's okay. That. And we've seen a lot of guys, by the way, I, that have been terrific coordinators. And that, look at Callahan. Callahan was the head coach at the Raiders. I'll never forget the the Buccaneers after they won the Super Bowl. I covered that team. Were telling us in the locker room this was stealing. They didn't change their calls at the line from the John Gruden offense, who was there the year before. <laughs> so they came over to the after the first series. They came back and Gruden was like, "What are they? What what are, what are they saying at the line?" So Gruden was telling him, "He's like, okay, so that's what this means. That's what that right. means." So Callahan, who's the best position coach in the league. Yeah. For my money, by the way, it was trash in Nebraska too. Yes, it's okay that you're a great. And, and here's my thinking on on Stefanski: the bigger the body of work gets, the more I'm getting towards that conclusion. I think he's trying to juggle eight balls, and five of them are dropping. I think maybe we, maybe he's just good at juggling three. And so he wasn't willing to give up the offense. And I said when he refused to hire an offensive coordinator, I I said 
It's going to cost him his job in the long run. It's not even three, because Jay. I, I, Why was nobody saying that a week ago against the Bengals? Yeah, I know they were full, but here's the problem. It's You can't yeah. just throw one dart and hit the middle and throw every Jay, other dart and miss Jay, the dart. Jay, but here's board. the thing. You have whether you to be like consistent. it or not. First drive, Jay, again, he comes you, out and scores a touchdown. So he's yeah. good at that. After that, Jay, the offense evaporates. Whether you like it or not, Every, we've been through this before. Every young play caller in the league calls his plays. Every young offensive coach in the league calls plays. It's just the way it is. You may hate it. You may think it's stupid. I do hate that's it. That's the way it is. I do hate it. But that's the way it is. You may be right, but you that's the way it is. Every young coach yesterday? in the league calls their plays. Jeff Saturday. <laughs> that don't look good either. Congrats. That, look, okay. that don't look good well, either. Well, well, one, game, one game proves nothing. At, so no, that's, that's, that's the only that's all we have. They picked him but off he didn't the call the offensive plays. The worried about coaching. The team. Here. He was at rallies. I, he was eating big and, and, and if they lose their and if they lose their next six games, what are you going to say about that? So, I mean, come no, on, that I won't bring that up because that would. Just I, I, but but the point is, guys. Guys, I love two things here. I love the honesty. Guys, two things here. Number right. one, we have honestly every week all we do and everybody in this town does is talk about the coaching, which is certainly a factor. I think we're giving the players way too big a pass. But number two, I think ultimately. The Browns are better off. I, w- none of us know for sure what's the best thing for the Browns, right? I none sure of us. do. Jimmy has some certain doesn't he? I do. But, okay, maybe you do, G, but let me just make mine, and then you tell me what you think is the best thing. I think the best thing is to give Kevin Stefanski next year, hire a defensive coordinator that is a veteran, that has experience as a head coach, to be the head coach of the defense, which we see in a lot of places with young offensive coaches. And give that the shot. If you got a better head coach, maybe you do. Maybe that maybe firing Stefanski and hiring another head coach will work, or maybe it'll just be the same flop that everyone is. Everyone so, else is. So if we go, but I we, think that's the better bet is sticking with the head coach, getting a better offense defensive coordinator, getting a better special teams coach, and seeing what you got with with Deshaun Watson. I know people don't want to hear that, but if you hire a new coach, you're doing the same thing, seeing what you got with that guy. Let me tell you, that's not any more of a guarantee. When you're the CEO of a place, sometimes you got to make a tough call. It ain't about how nice you are as a person. We just look at your body of work. Your body of work sucks. It does, right? It it leads me to 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 feel like I have to explore other opportunities. And I'll go back to this. You you name one. So who do you want to hire, Brad? What do you want to do? You go back to one sport that tells me that the head coach is not a fiery soul. Show me one that's winning. No, it's tough. That's winning. It's, it's tough. That's winning. And it, they're ba- I don't care if I'm a women's basketball. Maryland head coach, Silver, she's a fiery soul. Dawn Staley, I saw her this weekend, a fiery soul. Yeah. They are. The ones that are, are that are quiet and docile, you will get a few that win. And, and, but it's just not the case. And, and I'm I'm, I'm at you, right? Because you, you do this for a living. I'm, I'm an independent contractor. I talk about sports. I'm not even in corporate America. Dude. This, is, this is apples to apples. Kevin Stefanski has somebody on his staff. I've been calling him out for three years, but everybody is so enamored with offense and quarterbacks. They just feel like, all right, well, you're not in charge. Of, no, Kevin Stefanski is in charge of the offense, the defense, the special teams, and what they do from week to week. That is the, that he's not just good. His job is not just top 10 offenses. His job is everything. And if one part is suffering, it is your job to take care of to it. Make the now, call. Brad is is the mayor of a whole city. He may have hired somebody. He may have brought him up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. But if he's over here in this department, over in the finance department, and they say, well, the city is bankrupt all of a sudden. Why? Because you made four or five moves that wasn't getting it done. Now, Brad sit up there as mayor and say, well, 
It's not going to do me no good to get rid of him now because he made the mistakes in the past. And since I don't know a short list of people I want to hire to replace him, I'm going to leave him in there. You know what that breeds? That breeds contempt. That breeds people in your organization. Too. Complacency. But and nobody's say, disagreeing with that, Gene. Hold, hold, nope. hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm just nobody's disagreeing that Joe Wood shouldn't be fired. So why is he still here? I don't know. But I think what, he should be fired too. But guess what? That's on your coach. And, and for, the, for every day, Every second you let him be at the helm, there are people, employees, not looking at Joe Woods. They're looking at the mayor saying, you're in charge, but you tell us we're accountable, but you can't hold your buddy I, accountable? I, I don't think I don't think Kevin Stefanski has the heart to fire He can't do it. Some people can't think, fire people. They just don't know how to do it. I disagree it. with that. You, you, you disagree with that? I, I totally who disagree got fired? Has he fired anybody? I disagree as well. I, I, I think you're going to see it at the end of the year. Oh, I, no, 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 Four, okay, keep that shot right there. Um, let's just say with the, the decisions made, let's fire the coach. By a show of hands, who is confident that Jimmy Haslam can get hiring the next coach right? Raise your hand if, you, if you're confident. Well, hold on. Stop. No, 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 no. That's a fair question. Who, who's hiring? Because if you're question. going to, we know who's hiring. It's Jimmy Haslam. So with a show of hands, who here is confident that Jimmy Haslam can bring in the next great head coach to lead the Cleveland Browns? If it's, if it's on Jimmy... I say it's Jimmy's team. If it's on Jimmy, I don't have that confidence. Okay. Because you, because let me tell you what Jimmy needs. Jimmy could have all the money in the world. You need a football man to hit a run. Yes. To, to run and the he's show. probably not related to you. Right. To run, to <laughs> or he probably the, didn't marry. I mean, the one that really to you. knows how to run the show. Hey, no, I, I'm just new in the business. Like that. Throw them shot. Hey, I don't know who this person is. So imagine if you're running a corporation. Well, watch this. Because I was, this is what was running so, through my mind last back night. My way. You're running a corporation. All right. I There's am. 330 million people that you can choose Got it. in this country to run your organization. Got it. What are the odds that the best qualified person? The person that's going to take your billion-dollar business to the top married your daughter. That's hey. slim. What the hell Zero. are the odds? Hey, this is fourth and down. And that guy's a clown. The Zero. guy's an absolute clown if listen, you met him. Listen. He's a total clown show. I've talked to folks in the NFL. I, I've said yeah. it on this show before. People that cover the NFL. There's a very well-known NFL name that I won't mention because he doesn't want this tag to him. He begged me, begged me one day. When he saw me wearing my pain, this was during the 0-16, he pulled me aside. We're friends. He said, Jay, I am begging you with everything I have in my heart right now, please divorce this team. Please. <laughs> you are in a, an abusive relationship. This is taking more than its pound of flesh on you. I see you walk these halls and fight that fight. I see you try to carry that banner for the city of Cleveland. You're losing, bro. And you are going to continue to lose. And I said, is it the sort? Did we build the stadium on a uh, Indian burial ground? What the hell is it? And he said, "No, Jay, it's very simple. It's the owner, and that's the guy you can't fire. You can't but fire Jay, him. Go ahead, go ahead, Bull. No, Be you're one hundred percent right. I, I now, I now agree I, with him. I, he's you're one hundred percent. I agree with everything you say. You're one hundred percent right. Don't disagree with anything. The only thing I'll say, and the only thing that is hopeful, is that there are other bad owners in the league." Mike and Brown. It's, it's more. It, it's Mike Brown's a bad owner. In fact, Mike Brown's daughter, Katie Blackburn, basically runs the Bengals. Now, I believe she's probably more qualified than J.W. Johnson because she's been with the organization since she was a kid. 
but she still got the job because she's the daughter of the owner. Sure. Okay. So, so, so it. And I'm even not a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. Exactly. Bengals, but and not so this blind squirrel. We don't get the Browns enough. have. The Browns have to overcome more, like the Bengals do, like the Lions do, like the Raiders do, and and Washington. Those organizations have been generally bad because they're they're poorly run with bad owners. And unfortunately, we're stuck with one of those teams. And that doesn't mean you can't win. It just means it's much harder. That's the reality of it. You uh, and that's yeah, that, why because ulti- that's the soil. The ownership is yeah, the soil. Right. And ours is that's toxic. Right. And to, to your point about the seeds, like Paul DiBodesta, you could say what you want about him. He wanted to hire Sean McDermott. Look how that's turned out in Buffalo. It was down to Kevin Stefanski and Robert Saleh for this job. Look what Saleh's doing with the Jets. I do think... Dee Podesta knows what he's doing in terms of trying to build a franchise, build an organization, build a roster, and not build a roster, I'm sorry, put people in place to do their jobs. We have a little bit of evidence that he knows how to find head coaches. It goes back to your point of a good scene bad. So is he two for three, and Kevin's the one he whiffed on and See, missed on? I don't on? know because – and we and the sad thing is we'll never know until Stefanski gets blown out and goes to See. whomever and yeah. – then what? What do we have? But but think. to G. Bush's point, what coach that we you know let part know of the, part has... of the part of the issue with that though part of the issue is it is so bad here. You know this. It it is so bad here. It's difficult for those guys to go get other opportunities. I do think Mike Pettin probably could. I think well he's because so now scarred. the tox- the toxicity is on it, them it, now. I've seen that with the Cavs where I've sure. seen really good people get blown out. And they can't get another opportunity because, because of, they're stained. And they're actually really good at what they do, but they can't get another chance. Who is this? I'll tell you off. Here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we go overtime. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we, we won't. We don't know. And look again, if you're the owner and you've hired eight, ten head coaches and eight GMs, the odds of you stumbling into someone and getting it right eventually are should be better than one every 16 or two every 16. Right. What we have to have happen is, and it, the crazy thing is the juxtaposition of good and bad is right under our nose and we miss it a lot. We have the Guardians yep. who have fertile soil, fertile soil. And we have the Browns with this toxic soil, yet Dolan for all of the criticism and arrows this guy takes, has assembled the best management staff, the best front office, Mm -hmm. the best manager in baseball. And you know what? He's not in the war room on draft day saying, Mm -hmm. you know, a homeless guy told me, take Johnny Manziel. Mm -hmm. Take him. Take him. His problem is he's not meddling. He's gone out and he's hired the best people. And I don't know if any of them are related to him or not, but he's hired the best people in the most critical positions and they've won. I'll, the, I, I'll say this to your point. You talk about toxic. So they used to say that about the Bulls, right? So Reinsdorf goes out and hires Kraus. Right. Then Reinsdorf removes himself from the fray. And that's he, the key. He, he stays in the office. Right. Right. And lets and, Kraus and do let, his job. Jerry Until his, Tony LaRusso becomes available. To, to, <laughs> to, 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 to Jerry does yeah. his job, right? He gave Jerry all the deference, right? <laughs> Jerry, yes. took all, Jerry took all the arrows, all, all the bullets, all yep. the clubs, all it's the on bats, you. Right? It's on you. But you put somebody in charge that knew something about the business. Yeah, right? and, and, and before we, and Big Douglas, I'm going to toss it to you, but I'm going to tell you this. You know who we he He has not had his name mentioned quite enough. One Andrew Barry. Oh, my goodness. Listen, mm. 
you you said something the other day that I thought was real cute. Y'all been in lockstep. You see, I, I don't miss nothing. Y'all was in lockstep. When they had their bye week and they had his little press conference, somebody asked him, hey, you know, Kevin Stefanski, do you have, uh, tr- you still have trust in Kevin Stefanski? And he said, I have the same amount of trust when we brought Kevin Stefanski in that we did when they won. I said, we? Oh, so you, so you brought him in, right? Kevin was here before Andrew was. So, Kevin cat here first. So that's my thing. When you put yourself in we, I said, oh, so you are you up top? You the differentiated. So you parted up the brass. Y'all not, because I, I could have swore y'all, Kevin was here first, right? So how do you bring, how did you? I think he was speaking we as hey, the organization, when the Browns. Watch this. Every A, hey, I told you it was OBJ. It was Baker. Now it's on Stefanski. You can't hide. You better do something. You better make a move before they pull you in that office and be like, hey, well, you, you, the yeah. office looks good. Hang on. I don't want to let this owner thing go because you brought up a really good point that we need to get back to. When I was at the owners' meetings in Palm Beach, Florida, West Palm last year, we sat. I sat with Jimmy and D for an hour. And most of it was off the record, but this part was on the record, and this was fairly terrifying. I said, when you got here, I think we might have talked about this on the show before. You, I think you brought yep. it up one other time. I said, but when, it's worth repeating. When you got here, did you know, did Pittsburgh prepare you? That was my question. Mm-hmm. Did Pittsburgh prepare you for what you were walking into as majority owners in Cleveland? They laughed at me. They openly laughed at me, and Jimmy said, no, we had no idea what we were getting into. He said, we walked into Pittsburgh. They had Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Ben Roethlisberger at the most important positions of the organization. They had three established, respected people who knew what they were doing at the most important positions. And Jimmy said, we were getting sized for, we were getting fitted for Super Bowl rings before we even wrote the equity checks. And they thought, they said, we thought this was easy. And they came here without those three important positions filled and they've never been able to fill them in 10 years of owning this team they've never been able to get one of them right let alone all three no. gm head coach quarterback they've never gotten one of them right in 10 now? years do you think what do you think they got one of them two of them where you at well that's what i'm trying to like get you guys to hold on just long yes. enough to find out because again well, kevin's the whole Brown's pitch was $230 million. That had a lot to do with it. Yeah. But, guys, Deshaun was going to get paid no matter where he went. Not that much. Not that much, but a lot. Like, he wasn't working at McDonald's. He was well, going to – What if it was 180 and 230 $50 million is a huge – and it was guaranteed. But I'm telling That's you – That's the piece that I think did it. Yeah, oh, for sure. And aside – like, set this – I know it's really hard, but set the contract aside. Because he's – that's the elephant. Yeah, it is. But their pitch, they were with him for, I think, two hours. They spent two hours with Deshaun and Rusty Harden's office. Half of that time was Kevin and Deshaun watching film together and Kevin showing him, this is how I want to use you. How can you move away from that before you get a real authentic so, opportunity you to know see what you, that you, looks you, like? Yesterday you, you, on, the, on one of the pregame, CBS's uh, pregame or halftime show, maybe you guys were watching it. Uh, they did a funny thing where they showed Phil Sims doing a jazzercise video. And he did it when he was, after he won the Super Bowl, you know, tried to cash in on the yeah. money. And they, they openly joked and laughed at it. It's hilarious. If you see the video, you're like, oh, my God, what was Phil thinking? And then when they were all done poking and making jabs, Phil said, you, nobody asked me where I went right after I shot that video. To and the, the bank? And, and, and someone said, where'd you go? And he said, the bank. The mm-hmm. bank. I've talked to so many professional athletes. The bank. That have lost small fortunes and some big fortunes. 
And I've asked them that one question. Bro, why did you get into that? You didn't need to do that. Why did you do that? The money. Mm. I was fooled by people that told me I couldn't say no. And I'm just wondering, okay, the pitch might have been great. And I do think Kevin Stefanski is a great offensive mind. And I think just in that bubble, he can be one hell of an offensive coordinator. What he's proven to me through two and a half seasons is he cannot lead men to take a hill. Kevin can be great in the video room. He's an offensive genius. I still believe that. Answer this question. He may not be the person to lead your fight. Go ahead. Guys, answer this question. Jay, this is because I know Jason's with me on this. So Jay, you, G, and, and Brad, answer me this question. Would you rather have Kevin Stefanski start next season as a head coach? Yes. With a with a Mike Zimmer type DC. Mm-hmm. With not necessarily full off Zimmer. Season with yes. Deshaun, a full off season right, program, with Deshaun. A full off season with Deshaun. Camp. Yes. Or would you rather start over with I I'm not even give you a head coach, but just another head coach. Somebody that Jimmy hires. Full, full change. Yeah. No, somebody Jimmy hires new GM because yeah. if you're going to fire Stefanski, you got to fire Barry. I'm with you, so, and I'm probably with so Jason. Hold on, no, hold on. But it's a close call. We'll, we'll just ask but the, I'm with you. We'll just ask the question. It deserves to be answered. Yeah. So, no, yes, I don't want please. Kevin Stefanski at the helm because he's not qualified. So, you to want be, to fire he, He's not qualified to be the helm. You can give me the new zipper and everybody else. He's not qualified to do what you want him to do. He's just Bush, not. You want him fired? I would, I would lean by a hair, and if he could get me Zimmer, I'd lean by a hair, but he he'd be the coach, but he's not calling the plays. Play calling is See, not holding this I'm team even, back. I'm kind of like I, I waffle back and forth on that. It, 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 I I'm wondering how much of his week is being taken up by trying to fix the dumpster fire that is the defense. And if that is the case, then he's not putting all of his efforts can, into the offense. And, and Jay, Jay, this is what I've been trying to say, coaches get so knee deep in the analytics and, and just play plays in, in the minutia of it. He's not understanding the people part. I don't understand why he's not. He doesn't see he would he would not even be on the block. You know what he would come in if he came in Monday and said, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, I want to thank Joe Woods for what he's done. I want to thank him for what he's, what he's given. And I, but, but the defense has not been good enough, and we're gonna we, we needed to make a change. If he does that, if he does that, what it does, it shows the rest of his team and his organization that he understands that accountability counts. For Gee, something. let me tell you yeah. why he can't do it. Why? He's not politically savvy. He can't read the room. And you, you have to when be you, able to when do you that. Are, when you're on top of your political game, you have you to. come in, you read the room real quick. It don't take it real long. And those that do it, do it damn well. And, and, those, and those that don't, get run out the door. Because he, they quit you on go him. To, you go They've to, quit. You go to his press conference every week, it's the same damn thing every time, right? Saying nothing, right? Saying nothing. And here, the people here, his constituency that shows up in that stadium Just, every weekend and watches and tune in here and waiting for you to say the words. We with every, you. Every, Just go ahead. Go you know, say the, the words. I think it's going to happen now is because at three and five, eh, you know, you win, you're four and five, hey, you're still in this. But at three and six now they, and look at Buffalo, they, I, I, I they, think if you're going to do it, you do, do it, it now. Jay, they turn on OBJ's daddy and all OBJ daddy was just lay out the, the case in fact. That's all it was. It was case in fact, okay. right? They didn't like that, right? I said, so your body of work, you just go, just go back, stay in your body of work, right? And this is not about Kevin not being a nice guy, great fan. I, that ain't I, that's I'm not with, what we're talking I, about. It's funny. I, G. Bush, you said you, you would let him go by a hair. A hair. So that's one and seven-eighths to mm-hmm. fire him. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think we're two and one eights because I'm I'm opposite of you. No, no, I, I would keep him. Oh, you would keep him. Yes. Oh, I thought you said I you say, would just I buy a hair. Fire. I said keep okay, him by a hair, no. but I, I don't know if I would let so, him call the so, so, Brad, do, you're I'll, the only I'll, one that's out now. I'll kidding. do hairs. See, because when, when you sit at the top of the ticket, when you clean the house, you got to clean all the house. You can't clean a piece of the house. Yeah. Right? Because if you ride, I'm just from, terrified if you, if you ride, starting if over. If you riding from the top, you can't save no piece of it. Not one piece of it can you save. You know, one of the things when, when I always ask this, when the Browns fire the coach, what's the line look like for teams to snatch them up? Kevin Stefanski would be hired. Oh yeah, in it immediately. Tick. Immediately, it, like it would be fired on Monday, hired Monday night by so and so. No, he's hired as the OC. Oh, he's not gonna be hired no. as no head coach. No, you're right. <laughs> no, and that's he'd why get another head coach. Oh no, he might eventually yes, get he another would. head coach. No. Not right away. No, yes he would. You no, really no. think yes. he would no, automatically no. get a? No, no. Yes. Okay. How this he's year? viewed? How he's viewed across the league? So let me ask you. One hundred percent. Let me ask. Let me ask you this, Jason. It could happen. Let me ask you this, Jason. How many head coaches you played for? Zero. Okay. I mean, as a guy who's been a lifelong plan for head coaches, there's certain DNA in the head coaches that are successful, and he has none of the traits. He I'm just no, telling you. He has, just hear me out. No, he, I, he I has you. none of the freaking traits, right? That don't mean he's not a nice guy. That mean he don't know the offensive side of the game. But to lead the regime week in and week out calls you to call call shots and take shots, and he don't do either one of them. But what Coach, does that mean exactly, Brad? What does that mean? I I, I want a clarification on that. What? Because what he doesn't scream and yell? I mean, it's, I don't know. What, it's, what is, it's not all screaming and yelling. It's not all screaming and yelling, bull. Yeah. There's pieces and parts that require screaming and yelling. It's holding people yeah. accountable, right? Yourself right. included, right? And then if your people that you are empowering to lead these men are not getting it done, then I hold you accountable, right? Because, because what guess if he why? fired? But guess why? Yeah. Because I'm being held accountable. We right? all are. Right? We're all so right. if I don't hold you accountable, right? There's no excuse you can give me for that performance for yesterday. There is none. At all. That, that's none. pitiful. That's none. There is none. Nobody's we, trying to defend him. defensible. We know that. Nobody's it's... defending that. So if he fired Joe Woods today, would that be holding him accountable? No, yes. No, no here. Yes. <clears throat> that's holding him accountable. No. Yes. To, to yes. G, that is. The whole thing yeah. got to go. The whole thing has to go. Well, what's the. You can't fire the players. No, I no. just think. No. I think at this I point we got to agree to disagree can, on it. Stefanski is not. Here. I might like the guy. He's not fit to lead this club, right? Joe Woods them not fit to lead this club. The the special team guy not fit to lead this club. He's not. I, Nuggets, you got that's not. Yeah, we just gotta mention that now we do two hours of UCSS each day, and that's not enough for everybody. So we have launched some overtime content where we continue conversations. We don't finish some extra content, and that's all part of our membership tiers for just a dollar ninety nine a month. You can be part of the starters tier. You get some awesome emojis, some member-only community posts, and then for $4.99 a month, you get that exclusive overtime content every day right after the show, five, ten minutes, continuing some conversations, doing some new stuff, some a lot of, a lot of fun segments that we haven't got to yet. Where we at subscriber-wise? Where we at? Subscriber-wise, I think 17.6, somewhere in that range. We need that 18,000. We need that 18. We, I've, I've been saying 17 for a long time. I think we can get that 18, hit that like button. We, I think we did decent numbers yesterday on, on the post-game show. Post-game show, show was good, and our numbers today are great. Yep. People are upset. They want answers. And we've yep. spent the first 45 minutes of the show looking at the micro of the Brown situation. Coaches, ownership, decisions. Mike, let's, before you move on. Yes, Bull. Before you move on, I just want to throw some pr- two promotional things in additionally. To, to back up your point of being on the tier is that it's hour, It's going to be hours and hours of extra content for less than $60 a year. 
Also, on December 2nd, Friday, December 2nd, I am go- during the show, I am going to be at the Clevelander. The Clevelander Bar downtown on Friday, December 2nd. I want everybody to join me there. I'll be on the show from there while the rest of the guys are in the studio. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's three weeks out, but we got to get through this week first. But yes, Come on, Mike! That, that trying to get the hype going. We can't, we can't we even remember, I can't remember what's happening in our two days out of the last three and a half weeks. we got to talk about the players. You the got players, to, we've given them a pass that's, for 45 well, that, minutes. That's what I'm, that's that's what what I'm getting to here, but that, that's the transition I'm trying to make before you so politely interrupted. It was really, really polite of you to ask that you had two more promotional things. I, I do appreciate that, but that's exactly where we're going. <laughs> Yesterday in the postgame very show, Bull and I agree. No, no, Bull and I, as crazy as it sounds because we're very different people, Bull and I think a lot in the same wavelength when it comes to sports. And I think that means I'm doing a decent job because I respect the crap out of what Bull does on a weekly basis. So, mm. Bull, thank you for uh, confirming some of the times what I think I think, which we're doing tomorrow, by yep. the way. Second edition of I think I think tomorrow. A little tease for tomorrow. That's how you tease stuff in the middle of a read. But the players have gotten way too much of a pass. And Bull brought it up yesterday. I 100% agree with him that we look at the coaches – Coming off a bye week, they're flat, but in the trenches yesterday, Miami dominated both sides of the ball. They ran the ball down Cleveland's throat. This is the fourth time. Let's take, a, I think, 94, Steve. Let me pull up a stat for you guys. I was looking up. Uh, let me find the Jedrick actual Rules stat. just got called for another holding, by the way. <laughs> 71. Just, just, just now. He's not good. They've given up 160 trash. rushing yards good. in four of their last six games. 160 rushing At yards. Least. You take it full. Right? At least. Here's their last six opponents. The Falcons ran for 202. The Chargers. The Falcons. Oh. And, they, and they're the ones that they exposed it. Yes. They figured out what we were. Oh, they got no defensive line. It took a couple weeks for teams to figure it out. But since then, Ooh. PFF came show. out. Three of those teams, oh, by the way. Oh, let me guess. Garrett, Miles Garrett was the highest rated PFF player of the week. No, he was not even the highest defensive yeah. player on the Browns. The highest grade overall for the team was a 73. It was oh. DPJ. Oh, that's so, incredible. Yes, 70? the coaches do deserve a lot of credit for not putting him in the right positions. The game plan, as G mentioned in the cold open, was very questionable at best. But I do think we are giving the players way too much of a pass. And we're going to do something no later in the week. I'm going to tease this up for you, Bull. And I want you to go. We're going to do something, I think, Thursday. It's called expectation versus reality. We're going to look at each player on the Browns, what we expected this year, what we've gotten. And the number of players who have come up way short on expectations is staggering. So we're going to do that on Thursday. Hit expectations. There's only a couple. Don't don't go into it now. We're going to get to it Thursday. That's fine. That's a nice one. Hey, did you guys, did anybody. That's a nice one. I like that. After the game ended, did, did anybody switch over and watch. The end of the Bills. We were, like, on, the post, yes. we were on the post game show, yep. but oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, so so the one thing that I, I was first of all it was the best best football game of the year. It was it was unbelievable. If you have time, you can go back and just pick mm-hmm. it up at the like three minute warning. I saw it. three minutes to go. I saw it. What I, as I'm watching that, and I'm watching one incredible play after another, playmakers on both teams on both sides of the ball, high level. I'm looking at that going, oh, my God, the Browns are light years away. Uh, and what I what I noticed was, no to, and, and this is why I'm not going to really, the, yes, ultimately the players have to accept responsibility. But what I was figuring out watching that was, it's every player on the Bills offense and every player's on the Bills defense and every player on the Vikings offense and every player on the Vikings defense was stepping up, making these unbelievable Hall of Fame plays with the game in the in the balance. And what I said was, that's got to be coming from the top because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Well, that's, what, that's what fertile soil looks like. Hey, hey Jay, we'll, we'll see. I don't know that the Vikings have had that all fertile soil. We'll see what they do Great when, when things really matter. 
There ain't Kirk, one. Kirk, I, it was, it, listen, they're playing great. Let's see what they do in the playoffs. Kirk, I'm still waiting for Kirk Cousins' first big, big win of his career. I am too. Uh, but what, I, what I'm saying is the point of the reason I bring that up, I'm not going to blow, yeah. you know, his horn and everything. What all I'm saying is I'm watching two teams play a very, very big football game. And I'm watching players on both sides of the ball on both teams, one after another. The guys that made plays man, that made me look, stand up, man, there were at least 10 of them in the last three minutes man, in overtime. You're right. Jay. Yeah. It's in well, the culture. Those guys are okay, laying but, their life on the guys, line for the game. But the and, players, and I don't see that like, on our we, team. Can't, we can't just keep blaming the coaches for everything. The players have not played well enough. Now, some of it's talent, sure. Like, I think the clearly the Browns' front seven, they have swung and missed. Andrew Berry in that particular area has been a disaster. I would argue Awful. that in, in in terms of the secondary and the offense, I would argue that Barry's overall done a pretty good job. But in the front seven, he's been a disaster. They have no talent besides Miles Garrett, maybe JOK, and that's it. But he's been awful. But the secondary has underperformed. And lately, honestly, the offensive line has not been good. And the offensive line yesterday was awful. They well, gave Brissett no well, time to throw. Well, took a key piece out of it, too. Well, I, well, yeah, but, but he's been he's missed the last few games, and they've I know. been okay. He that was, was, that so was a head-scratcher, too. You know what, Bolt? Yeah, so, I know that this this goes to show you the delicate balance that, that it takes to be a general manager in the NFL. I'll never forget overhearing a conversation. It was kind of a media gaggle. It was at a NASCAR race with Joe Gibbs, and this was shortly after Joe Gibbs had left the Redskins and had gone to NASCAR. And the NASCAR press was kind of befuddled by all of this. They were, and they were really drilling down on, what the hell do you know about running a race team? How, you know, and I'll never forget Joe's analogy was, Joe said, it's, it doesn't really matter the sport or the business. Keep coming. Good CEOs understand that if you have a weak link in a chain, the chain breaks Keep and the machine stops. Keep coming. And so what he was talking about was, I, I love this analogy, and I'll never forget it. He said, in, in the racing world, it's just like the football world. In football, if you have a great quarterback but a terrible offensive line, you're not going anywhere. If you have a great defense but a horrible offense, you're not going anywhere. What you have to have is strength at every single position. If I have a great paint scheme, and a beautiful motor, but a driver off the street, I'm not going to win. But if I have a capable driver, a capable pit crew chief, a capable engine, and brakes, he goes, it can come down to a fluid line snapping with my team being in the lead on the lead on the last lap. And if I bought a cheap fluid line and it broke, the machine stops. And when I look at this year's Browns, they got enamored with the pretty paint scheme, Deshaun Watson, and the big engine in Nick Chubb, and the beautiful tires in the offensive line or whatever, however. But they neglected a key component of football. All of the people that have covered football for their life will always tell you it, it, the wide receivers are pretty and the running backs are fast, but it's one at the point of attack. Just like a war. It's one that's why Woody Hayes loved history and war so much. It's that's where the battles fought. And if you're notoriously weak up front, you're beaten. So But their offensive line is not weak. 
I'm talking about the defensive yesterday. line bowl. Defense I'm talking about yeah, the defense. No, no. The offense of this team that's... is not the problem. But guys, it's not no. the problem. They have tried addressing it. They, they they've no just other, got it wrong. No they've other position. No other position. Go look at their draft history. Defensive tackle is the only position that they've taken a guy every year within the first four rounds. And they've missed. And they so either they they can't identify talent or they can't coach the talent. I don't know which it is. But and they signed they signed Taven Bryant in free agency. And he wasn't good in Jacksonville. And, could, and they keep missing. It's not that they're not be, ignoring it. Could it be both? Absolutely, it could be both. <laughs> but or or you it, perhaps if they prioritize, I think it's probably more the one than the others. I think I think some teams prioritize all positions. I've had a lot of general managers tell me the two key players in football: quarterback, guy that gets after the quarterback. After that, you can start prioritizing everybody else as two, three, four, five. But one is quarterback. One A is. The guy that gets after the quarterback. So if they prioritize their skill groups, maybe it goes like this. Quarterback, guy that gets off after the quarterback. Because they can Deshaun Watson. They made a big effort to go get that guy. They've got Miles Garrett. They have Jadavian Clowney. So those check, check. But where do they prioritize defensive line? So maybe then it's defensive backs. Then yeah. it's offensive line. Then it's wide receivers. Then it's linebackers. They go, they go for, then they go for the flash. It's defensive. On any, it's on it's guys, defensive on, tackle. On, on, have, any, on, any good, on any good crew. Any good crew. Mm-hmm. It is the intangible pieces that make you great, right? The ones you got to be solid across just, the board. Just come in and do their job every day. So you tell me, you you short on the defensive line up front, right? <laughs> All right, you tried your picks and everything. They don't seem to be working out, right? There was a guy sitting out here. He still might, sitting. He still might. Sitting. He might have been old. Still sitting. Right? But he's still sitting there. He's a proven commodity. Yeah. Right. We ain't buying for five years. We just buying for a year. Okay. Let's see what you Fred, got. There might be. There's got to be more to it. Nobody has signed him. There's got to be something else to it. It might be because they, because everybody else bull doesn't have the worst statistical defensive tackles. Can't worry about in everybody else. The but game. You know what the Ravens did? G, the Ravens were weak at linebacker. What did they do? They went out and made a trade for an all-pro linebacker and watched the Ravens win the division now. Oh, and guess what the Dolphins did? They went and got Bradley Chubb and he paid instant dividends. Yep. Mm-hmm. What, what did the 49ers do? Go McCaffrey. get me Chris McCaffrey. Boom. And where are they now? It's not good enough. Simple. There's no in-season uh, okay. moves. Well, that has nothing to do with Kevin Stefanski. I mean, you're no, talking about one doesn't. trade deadline. No, and three those trades. Teams, those, te- those one trade deadline is what I said. Those three trades, what did those teams all give up? First-round picks. The Browns don't have a first-round pick to give up. No, we've already so, given all that away. My, my thing is – Yeah, for a quarterback, which yeah, makes a lot I'm, of sense. I'm, that's, that's, I'm yeah. mostly talking about they had a trade piece in Kareem yeah. Hunt that they decided to keep, and now they're going to get nothing for you didn't him. Have to. And guess what? How many touches did Kareem Hunt have yesterday? We'll pull up the stack graphic in would, one second, but it was not a lot. They obviously didn't trade him. They obviously didn't trade him because <laughs> Glad they, they kept get much him. for him. Glad they kept him. By the way, I'd like Jay, to see Jerome Ford. It's yeah. time to start seeing what Jerome Ford is. Jay, Jay, you don't, so you're going you're gonna to complain that they didn't trade Kareem Hunt? Yes. Because they couldn't. Well, well I they probably couldn't get anything better than a fourth or fifth round pick. So that made you better than, it's more but than they're going to get for him now. No, that's not true because they're yep. going to get a compensation draft pick. Oh, oh, no, I forgot about that. That usually makes or breaks teams' fortunes, the compensation well, picks. Well, here. What, but a fifth-round pick they would have gotten for Kareem Hunt? That was going to make or break their you fortunes? You don't know it would have been a fifth-round pick. We've talked about well, Kareem Hunt been... like he's one of the top backs in the league. Yeah, but if they could have gotten a good draft pick for him, they would have traded him. Of course here. they would have traded him. Uh, would all, they? I agree. Yes. All, all if, they could have gotten, if they could have gotten a Did third or a fourth. Did you hear anything about what the offers were? I, I don't think they got a four for him. So my I think they would have moved him. So, 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 so what's the point of trading I, I for a say fifth this, or sixth round pick? No pick for and this, this is the point I was making about the James Robinson trade, and everyone was screaming at me saying Kareem Hunt's better than James Robinson. Okay, fine. I'm not going to argue that. But look at their production. 
James Robinson has outproduced Kareem Hunt. You were never going to get the third round pick. And, and I, you know, I was saying before the season, dangle him out there, see what you can get. Well, take me back to Dominican Sue. You didn't have to give up no picks for him. No, but nobody wants him, Brad. He's not on any team. I know the I Browns have a bad defensive tackle. All I can tell you about this is, Bull. I can't look at anybody yeah. else. I got a problem. I need to reject. And why has problem. nobody? So, if he's so, that picture so, a difference maker, why has so, nobody so, signed him? So this is what I'm. Maybe hearing. he doesn't want to play. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Maybe this he doesn't is, want to play. He didn't want to play for less than fifteen million. That's that's the problem. This is what I'm hearing. I keep hearing. Why you can't, you know what? I done worked in these offices and I done been in charge of 15, 20 people and I done been called on the carpet and they say, get, I can't make them come to work. They got COVID. He says, you better do something in today. That's the conversations I didn't have. So all this, put your hands up. Well, we can't do that because he wanted the money. Well, we're not going to spend this. Oh well, God. we're not going to. You sitting here telling me three and six is okay. Nobody has Nobody's saying that, hold G. On. You're big. Hold, you hold. can't change a whole team around at the trade deadline. They weren't. Hold on. And Dominican Sue is not turning Especially around this team. Come on. Well, well, let me talk, let me talk to you no and, and let you understand ahead. something. Yeah. You named yeah. me one person that's been taken out of the lineup. Who has been demoted for minutes? Quiet. It's crickets in here. That means one coach who's got fired. Quiet. Crickets. <laughs> you do the same thing and then come I, back. But I don't disagree with you about a coach getting fired. I listen. He's and they have demoted some guys on defense. Who? They had Who? some. They had some linebackers starting yesterday. I can't even think of his name. Who? The special teams guy. He was out there for I a lot of I can't think of his name. Yeah, Number 51. Made a nice yeah. guy. Jordan Kacerik. Tony Kis- Fields was out yeah. there missing tackles. Yeah. Just, Green so they, Williams I mean, is a ghost, right? These people. Jay. He got benched. Jay. Who do you want? Jay, Jay. Who do you, gee, Jay. who do you want them to start? Their defense stinks Jay, give me up my front. Theme the backups aren't any good either. <laughs> I, I cut. Listen. See? Give me, yeah, give me that theme music. My theme music. By the yeah. way, go break my soul. <laughs> my theme music. You gee, do you re- <laughs> gee, do you really believe that Dominican Sue is going to make a difference on this team? Yeah, you know what it would have made? Heck yeah. We'll never know. Heck yeah. Why is nobody signed him? Why is no team signed him? Yeah. I don't go through life, bull, looking at other people, what they're doing. I wonder if he's just waiting until December. <laughs> yes, you are. Every comparison you make I, is I what other people do. Watch this. Hold on. What the next dude did do. I just look at what I need. I'm going to give you one comparison. If Tyreek Hill played for the Cleveland Browns, would he have the same amount of yards as he does now? No. No, you wouldn't throw it to him that much. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He had 1,200 yards. What does that have to do with Dominican Sue? Here's the point. I don't know. I'm showing you, and I'm comparing. You By the way, we saying, keep bringing up this Odell Beckham nonsense. His numbers weren't that much different than he was in Cleveland, and he was playing with a much better quarterback, and he was the number two receiver there. That's a big difference. No, 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 mm. no, no, no. He, yeah. he got he, That's he, all he, true. He has mm. seven touchdowns mm. in one year, half halfway year. through the year. Half a year. And a much better team, G. In terms of his... In terms of his catches, it wasn't any different. Yes, he had mm. touchdowns. I give you that. We, uh, we what, 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 but that has on. to do more with the quarterback. In than fantasy the, than football, the, in fantasy football, yeah. what do they do? They prioritize catches or touchdowns? Touchdowns, because that's what matters. Don't tell but me. But gee, that has more to do with the quarterback and the team. It's a lot easier for Odell to catch touchdowns Off when he's playing with the best receiver in football. Off the street, he played with the best receiver in football. So, in tell, so, so, okay, that's an excuse for Odell. Can you tell me why your boy Nick Chubb, the best running? How many carries he get last week, Bull? Six, five. Gee. And they were down 20 points. How many they t- weren't running the ball. How many they ran it too Kareem much Hunt? this week. Seven. The Dolphins are terrible against the seven. pass. Come on now. Stop. Uh, he had 17. They took an L. He had 12. They took an G. L. He, go back to they that were, stat. Bring it back. I just want to give on. him a You're better than this. You're better. I, wanna, uh, what, I am better. Your I'm just trying to show you. 17. You took an L. G. 
12, they, you took an L. Three, 16, you three. took an L. 11, you took an L. He got over 20. So they should have just let him run it the last yes, nine I, times I, yesterday. So, so if he would have ran nine more times, they would have won? Hey, listen, I'm telling you, here, I'm going to talk to people in the locker room. Let me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Answer the question. No, no, no. Answer the question. Gee, answer the question. What's the question? Answer the question. If they would have ran nine more times, would they have won? If he would have ran nine more times, would they have won this game? Who scored the touchdown? I'm asking you a question. Go if he would have ran nine more Jason's times, would the Browns have won this game? They still, they still gave Anthony, up 39 points. Face. They gave up 39 points, face. fool. Okay, so it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, they, in so fact, I give it to wait, him gee, he through, three quarters, for, through three quarters, the Browns were 50-50 passing and running in a game they should have been throwing the ball more. Yesterday's game had nothing to do with touches for Nick Chubb. I, I, and as I'm, much as I love him, as I'm, much as I love him, his fumble crushed them last night. Well, well, that just fumble tell you by this. Nick Chubb crushed them. See, I, I don't come out often. Now, I say I'm the yeah. least connected dude in the world. I didn't heard from mm. two to three. I didn't heard from two to three players. Two to three. Have no confidence in this coaching staff. So we'll take that to the bank. Well, maybe we'll, got, I got no confidence in those players. Maybe they I, need to play better. Well, well, hold on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is what we were talking about yeah. before. I didn't play on teams. Brad done played on teams where there are guys this who are looking to get you fired. This ain't a fantasy league. Because the calculation <laughs> is this. I get I know what the cap penalty is. You ain't trading me. Right. I, you ain't trading Denzel Ward. You ain't not trading Miles Garrett. Cause they contracts can't come off the books. So when you make the calculation that all right, well maybe players aren't playing as good as they supposed to. No, I'd have been in a locker room, people didn't sabotage people. Oh, you yeah. think I'm running down backside? Oh, yeah. You think I'm about to give my whole heart on this line when I don't believe in you? That's the reality. People will get you fired because they're like, look, I'm gonna be here, dog. McNuggets, give me a five-minute poll real quick. Five-minute poll. Yes, sir. What do you want? How many <laughs> wants Stefanski out? That's a good question. That's a great poll question. I'd like to see. I mean, I'll, I'll They're going to be prisoner of the moment, and of my guess is it's going to be 70-30. Fire them. I actually saw a poll yesterday We're that this take guy one Chops. Right now. <laughs> this Go guy ahead, Chops on Twitter did it. Chops is a guy who covers the Browns. And he does a lot of stuff on on Twitter. What's that when you do the Twitter live? Whatever it's, it's a Twitter poll. Twitter Spaces. Oh, yeah, Twitter Spaces. And by the way, the, uh, the timer's he running. Did a poll. The polls right. in the chat. He did a poll. And, and shockingly, when the timer's 80%, off. 80% of the fans said to not fire Stefanski. I was wow. Okay, okay that is a surprise to me. Yeah. I would I would expect yeah. that, you know, now if you took that poll after the Cincinnati game, it would have been 99%. Right. What that shows is it's the, the fans are fickle. Prisoner We're of fickle. the moment. Of course. Yeah. And when we never yeah. get to drink at the bar, but we're always standing in line to get in. You, you lose patience. And, and Mikey, when and, you take that, when you take that poll in the chat, get some of the comments from people. Why? Tell me why you want him out, All or right, why chat, you want to you, keep you him. You heard from Brad. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah, tell us why you want to keep him, why you want to fire him, and vote in the poll. If you're not on, go to our. Where, where do they have to go to get that? YouTube. It's on the YouTube chat. It's yes. on the YouTube chat. So if you're watching another format. If you want to participate, go to the YouTube channel. I'm going to read five comments. And five best comments we're going to read, too. All right, let's go. All right. I, to me, I, to, when you, if you talk about Stefanski, and I look at all the other coaches that we've had, I can't differentiate. Like, you, I, I don't know how he's. Well, Stefanski's got a winning record, G. Those guys, none of those guys do. And it's funny. I mean, you said 80% was the poll yesterday. There's five of us. Four of us say keep them. One says fire them. So it's eighty yeah. percent. Keep them even on our poll, even on our panel. Hey, but 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 by the way, the the longer he goes in the season, without making any tangible, visible changes, 
His 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 poll is going to go down. Well, before his we, approval is going to go down. We, before we, we do, you know what we have what we, have, we haven't what we haven't done. Go around this panel. Tell me why you want to keep him. I want right. I, I want to keep him because I do believe he is. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Top tier offensive mind in the NFL. I I, I believe that. So, and and if you it, it bears it out when you look at the numbers. So let me just ask you a question. But, 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 is but, coaching is head coaching just offense or is it coaching the so, entire so show? I, I have a caveat with mine. I want to keep him, but there is a but. Okay. He has to bring in a defensive coordinator that produces, and I don't want JW to hire the defensive coordinator. I don't want <laughs> Jimmy Haslam to hire the defensive he coordinator. Do <laughs> I don't want Paul D. Podesta anywhere near that move. The problem that I'm seeing with the league is we've moved Ivy League. The, the, the yeah, NFL you said that before. has taken the, the reins of the game from the uh, people that have played in the trenches and that have an innate feel for it. Yeah. I respect your innate feel for professional sports. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect your innate feel for highly competitive sports because you've lived it. The problem that we're getting to in the NFL, and I'm looking at these coaches, a lot of these coaches even physically look alike. Yeah, Miami's, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati's, yeah. Cleveland's, yeah. San Diego. They're all the same guy. Yeah. They're skinny, small, white guys that didn't play football that got an Ivy League degree. Yeah. I watched, I watched, I said San Diego. I watched the Chargers coach, Mr. Brilliant, coach them out of a playoff spot last year. Plain and simple. <laughs> he made a wrong calculation and his team missed the playoffs because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I watched Cincinnati. Plenty of meathead coaches have done the same, Jay. They have, but well, well, what I'm saying, the, the point that I'm making with this is yeah. the league has made this, because it's a copycat league, man. You have success with one in one oh. spot, and the next thing you know, there's a bunch of Ivy Leaguers running the show. Gee, why you want to keep them? Uh, how, much, how many NFL games did Bill Belichick play, by the way? Played the game, though. Played it at a pretty high level. I mean, he played, he played collegiate football. Play his, father, well, his father was a lifelong successful coach, and... Trying to say that Bill Belichick, I'm not saying he had to play in the NFL. Nope. I'm just, what I'm saying is, I want to see, like, the Jeff Saturday thing was so intriguing to me. This is, I said last yeah. week, this is the most interesting Petri dish experiment I've ever seen midseason in the NFL. Because you have the establishment. I, I thought it was really unfair, some of the shots that Jeff Saturday took last week. He took a lot of shots. I I was shocked that Bill Cowher took the shots he took. Bill Cowher was maybe the most vocal voice against hiring Jeff Saturday that I've seen. What did he say that was unfair? Joe Thomas slayed him. Joe Thomas slayed him. Bill Cowher slayed him. What he said was unfair is, oh, you're not going to do it by the book? You're going to go outside the envelope? You're going to break the paradigm? How dare you? That's insulting to all of us coaches. Hey, He's Everybody laughed at Thomas Edison until the light came on. He, he's, tell, so tell, he's telling so, you, he's so, telling you, they've been saying with coaches 
it ain't about how good you are as a coach. It's about is you in the fraternity. Can you lead the men? When you coming up through that ranks, it's a fraternity. Now here, the you don't reason- think it's a slap in the face to coaches for handing no, this guy a job who's never no. paid his dues? No, I don't. I don't care about paying dues. Two things can be true. It's why Jeff I Saturday's group a chat. Hall of Fame pay- player. Well, of course, it's a slap what? in the face to coaches coming up the ladder. But it does if it works, okay, it doesn't so matter. Yes, it is. So, so so what? So, so it's a slap in the face. Two things can be true. So somebody so gets passed over Jeff for a Saturday. job because let's, of the color of their skin. Let's get off Jeff Saturday and get on back to Stefanski because I don't give a damn about Jeff Saturday. I got the. By the way, Kevin Stefanski. By the way, guys, Kevin Stefanski played played football in college. So let's not even tell me what you got. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.